Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I would say welcome to Zero Talks, but once again, I can't, it's not a name I can use. So, I, when I went to, I used Podcast Addict, and I typed in Zero Talks, and my old podcast came up because zero's in the name. And then that zero marketing strategy business company comes up. They spell their name the same way. It's marketing strategy company. That's all that came up, but it wasn't zero talks. It was zero something else. So I thought it was safe. And um, when I went to Google, I put in zero talks because I wanted to see if my podcast had registered yet. So what I did was I registered the podcast with Podcast 2.0. It's different from iTunes, if you're not familiar with that already. If you're listening to this, you probably already know. But Podcast 2.0 is a whole different directory than iTunes. iTunes does not serve the podcast community. They don't really care. They just, um, they use it to kind of assert dominance in the market. And because they had the iPod early on they were able to do that but they don't do any development they don't come up with any new ideas or innovations or anything honestly a lot of that is adam curry and his people so if you go to newpodcastapps.com or if you search for podcast 2.0 there's a lot there's a lot of development going on a lot of it i don't understand even i mean adam curry is an old school nerd who understands computers and introduced the and invented really using RSS feeds for podcasts and and kind of developed this technology to begin with and so it's only right that he's furthering that development including live shows and live broadcasts and all these extra features and um, yeah that's how that works so excuse me I'm gonna turn on the the car and, and and get a little air conditioning because it's a it's kind of a hot one today. So anyways, the show is now on Fountain FM as Zero Talks, but look for Zero for Hire as my name, I believe, and it should come up. I'm going to have to come up with a better name, and it looks like, oh, I didn't finish the story. So I typed in Zero Talks, and um, of course, the Zero Marketing Strategy, they have their annual conference where they get together with all their nerds and they talk about marketing strategies for whatever it is. I don't. I didn't look too deeply into it because I hate marketers. Uh, I think that marketers are the scum of the earth, so I don't put too much stock into that. I just know that they also have the name that I wanted for this podcast. So this might have to go default back to the Zero for Hire podcast, which, I mean, that's my screen name. That's, that's what I've used for... A long, long, long time. I don't... I don't really like the podcast being called the Zero for Hire podcast. So this is the part where I reach out to you, the listener, and ask you to join me on Telegram and help me come up with a better name. Now, currently, it is set for Zero Talks on Telegram. And if if you're on True Social, Zero Talks podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. This isn't a super long podcast. Well, maybe it will be. Last night I gave you guys like a half an hour, which is longer than what this is supposed to be right now because I'm, if I'm going to do daily podcasts, they have to be shorter right now. Um, honestly, I have to come out and out into the car 
I, I don't have a studio right now, living in an RV. Uh, that changes a lot of dynamics in my life. And there's some good, gr- good, great stuff that I could talk about, but I'm not going to do it right now. One of those things is that when I need to record, I need to come out into the RV and record. Because it's, it's like a great sound box, good audio. I don't get so much of the outside noise. And I can control the temperature with the AC. That's it's real nice. So on Telegram, right now it's still Zero Talks. And what I did was, um, I have a Telegram group. There are, I think, 11 subjects for, for categories for posts. So it looks like Telegram wants to be Discord, which is kind of funny. And um, we did what's called TikTok dumps today. And the TikTok dumps is... Basically, when I'm on TikTok, I get a lot of interesting videos that kind of give me good points for research, for talking points. Now, I listen to my own podcast and do my own research on the side already. But being on TikTok, that does kind of speed things up. Um, I don't like the random nature of TikTok, that I will be honest. But it's interesting to to me that the algorithm is set to, to kind of dial me into things I'm already interested in. And so what it thinks that I'm already interested in, it will hone me in closer and closer to that type of content. And so I've been finding some really good stuff. Now, coincidentally... I got a call from my mom yesterday, um, and she's a part of my group over on Zero Talks, and so uh, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't know that, but she follows the show sometimes, she listens in, and so she called and wanted to talk about some stuff, and we chatted a little bit, and so I'm, I'm doing all these TikTok videos one by one by category, and my mom, she says, she calls me up. She says, hey, can you stop posting for a while? My phone is blowing up. Because <laughs> with Telegram, if you turn off notifications, you might forget to turn them back on. And so every time I post a video, it's like, bloop, bloop. And it was like a good 20 minutes. I uploaded maybe 20 videos. And she was asking me to stop. And uh, so out of respect for my mother and other people like my mother, and I've done this as well. I've had to tell people, hey, you guys are blowing me up today. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a massive TikTok dump. And I think that's appropriately named. It sounds like, you know, like a giant dump. Um, When I collect videos, I will just post them all at the same time at the beginning of the week. That's what I'll try to do. And these are videos of things that I would like to talk about or might talk about, but I might not get around to it. Um, And as we grow in in the show, maybe I'll circle back around to things. But I like to give you guys interesting topics to think about, to discuss in the chat or discuss on your own or just, you know, just to share some stuff with you. And like I said in the last episode, TikTok makes it really easy to download videos and to share. Now, a lot of the ones that... I'm finding I'm finding that more and more people don't have their videos downloadable. That's fine. But as long as they're videos that I can download and I can share with you guys, I'll do it that way. And I'll just do a big dump. Boom, there you go. And these are things that are tailored to me specifically 
based on my choices and the algorithm is like this guy will like this this video so your experience may be better you might get twerking videos i don't know <laughs> okay um, on the last episode i talked about what i thought was the czech republic and i was wrong because um glenn Beck did a podcast with adam curry um or they just sat down and they talked about a slew of things and it's kind of like a Joe Rogan light podcast, you know, it's about an hour long, I think, and clearly it's edited and there's commercial breaks and stuff, and they go through topics, and they agreed on some stuff, they disagreed on some stuff, it was a really good, I thought it was a good episode, I like Adam Curry when he's on back, but it it brought me perspective, um, so first there's a correction, it wasn't the Czech Republic, it was the Weimar Republic, and so... The Weimar Republic is the playbook on how to defeat a nation without firing a single shot. That's not something that I can get into any more than I did yesterday. But basically, by demoralizing the nation, by getting them to abandon their identity, by getting them to abandon their morals, their standards, their patriotism, everything about them people will kind of turn away from the nation on its own. And then a cultural revolution can overthrow the nation. A civil war can overthrow the nation. There's a lot of things that can happen after that's hap- after the country has been sufficiently demoralized. And America has been in that process for quite a long time. And we're starting to see the results of that. And I, and I don't think that it, that's call for doom and gloom. I don't think that our nation is done. I'm not black-pilled, anything like that. I think we have a chance. And I honestly think that um, the things that are happening with our nation are good because a little bit of stress, a little bit of adversity, a little bit of hard times, that's going to motivate you to do better. And more stress and more more anxiety and more hard times, if they don't crush you, they're going to motivate you to get in the gear and to do better. And I think a lot of Christians and a lot of well-meaning people have just been asleep and lazy for a very long time. There's a lot of Christians that don't believe in Christianity anymore. And I'm taking that approach because... I'm over the whole conservative game. You know, conservative media, the conservatives are going to are going to do this, are going to save us. I've talked about in older episodes of the Zero Hour podcast in the later episodes. I think the episode was called Nagasaki on conservative media. I've talked about how the conservative media market exists to just score one-ups on the libs. And that's fine, that's fine, that's fun, that's whatever. But it's not helpful. It's, that's the thing it's not. It's not helpful. And so it may be satisfying to say, see, I was right about COVID, or I was right about the jab, or I was right about this thing. But it doesn't move the needle in any quantifiable way, and it doesn't change anything. Legislatively, the real problem with Republicans is that they don't follow their values and their standards when they're in power. 
Like when they're in power, then suddenly they forget what's important to them and they don't push forward in that direction. And as long as they remain that way, we are not going to see much change in the political realm. So regardless of who becomes president, we're not going to see the needle move in any quantifiable way as long as the Republicans, which are supposed to be resisting the socialists and the Democrats and the anarchists or whatever, like they're supposed to be resisting that fact, those factions. They're not. And I don't know what their true values are anymore. I mean, conservatives and Republicans, we have a lot in common, but conservatives aren't necessarily Republicans. And that's the closest thing we have in the political realm. And so I can't advocate for putting your full identity there like if your if your identity is in your conservatism or if that's where your hope lies and you're really setting yourself up for disappointment not because the conservatives are wrong but because the conservatives are men and you shouldn't put your trust and hope in men because men are sinful and men are fallen and men fall short and they forget we forget. We're forgetful creatures. We, when we have money, when we have power, when we have good times, we forget all of the plans that we laid before ourselves. And then when the wine dries up and when the money is gone and there's no more food on the table and things aren't fun anymore, then all of a sudden we get behind the plow again and we're like, boy, if I only had the the land, if I only had the money, if I only had the opportunity, I would do these things and I would build something better and life would be so much better. And then we come into abundance again and we forget. And I think that's just the nature of men. We have very short memories and very little discipline. So it's kind of foolish to put your hopes in men. Now, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. Politically, my uh, any Republican is going to be better than any Democrat. Your worst Republican is going to be better than the best Democrat. And that's hard to say because I'm looking at Robert, you know, Bobby Kennedy and the things that he says. And I'm like, OK, he seems very populist, but he's also a Democrat. I was um, I went to a store, uh, a store today and. At the checkout, I was talking with this guy, and I was just like, yeah, there's this, there's this interview between Adam Curry and Glenn Beck. I'm excited to listen to it. And he says, don't tell me you're one of those Republicans. And I was like, I sure am. And he says, brother, I'm going to pray for you. And I said, that's funny. I didn't think that Democrats prayed to God anymore. I mean, I'm sh you sure used to. And the guy was stunned. He didn't really know what to say. But that's the way that the Democrat Party has gone. You know, they're, they're the godless party. And um, the Democrats aren't, or the Republicans aren't far behind. Those guys up there on Capitol Hill, they say they're godly men, but I'm, I'm deviating from my notes. So the things I was going to say in my notes, they're not going to work. We'll talk about them tomorrow. The thing is that I'm going to leave with you tonight. 
and this is in your Christian walk because this is something that is, I don't want to say it's bothering me, but it's something that gets my attention more and more often is you can't be at an entry level position for your entire Christian walk for your entire life. Now, if you are in an entry level position, that's fine. Everybody has to start in an entry level. But culturally, spiritually, in your day-to-day interactions with people, you're going to have to get to a point to where you sense the difference between us and them. Between the godly man and the lost. And you're going to have to learn to look at it that way. You have the godly man, the man who is pursuing Christ with everything that he has because he has no other hope. And then you have the lost. These are the men who are wicked. These are the men who think that they're righteous. They're self-righteous. They think they got it all figured out. You know, the Sam Harris's and the Bill Mars of the world. (laughs) They're lost. That's our mission field. But that's also... you, You can't recognize them as a mission field if you don't understand the difference. And I bring this up because I was recently at a karaoke, it's not a bar, because it wasn't really a bar, but I was singing karaoke at a restaurant, and these people came in, and it was like a cross between Spider-Sense and meeting another Highlander. It was like, these people are lost. I want to say wicked, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to approach it that way. They were definitely demonized. The devil was at work in their life. And I could feel it. I could sense it. Um, a lot of people who are demonized. And when I say demonized, I don't mean demon possessed. I mean the devil is hard at work in their life and he's winning. Demons are real. Demons are weighing down a lot of people in our society. And unfortunately for a lot of people, it's something that you can see. You can see it physically. You can see it in their behavior. You can see it in the way that they carry themselves. The same way that you can tell somebody is like not confident. The same way that you could tell somebody is maybe like a rape victim or an abuse victim. The same way that you can tell somebody is an easy target, easy prey if you're a predator. I remember there was an experiment where they had people from prison looking at people who were walking down the street and they were saying, who, who would you pick out to be a target for your next victim? And every time they picked somebody, it turned out that these were people who had been mugged or raped or, or assaulted before. And there was just something about them, that they care, the way they carry themselves, that that, that predator... inside of them could tell and so I think that's a spiritual element I truly believe that and there are some really simple things that we just refuse to look at I mean if you see somebody with rainbow colored hair with Halloween colored hair that person is in rebellion they have rebellion in their life up and down now it may be a playful element of rebellion they might just be trying to 
you know, this is my assault on the commonplace or whatever, and they're just doing it because they're teenagers, all the way up to the hardcore rebellion, mad about, you know, mad about God, rebellion in their sexuality, rebellion in all, every civil area of their life, it's there. And you might think of the, you know, seemingly conservative kind of normal person that just has like a purple or pink streak streak in their hair. Or you might be that person. You're like, I'm not one of those freaks. I'm not a freak. I'm not, I'm not rebellious. But that's where that comes from. That's where the need to separate yourself from the rest of the crowd comes from. It's a form of rebellion. And ultimately, it's a rebellion against God. And you may not recognize that that way at first. But when you, you, follow the, you follow the lines where they lead. You don't want to be normal. You don't want to be like everybody else. You, you just keep going down those lines. And eventually, you just, I don't want to be the way that God intended me to be. I want to be this way. That's, it's rebellion. And the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And so you look at how cool the rebel without a cause is, and the Bible says that's the same thing as witchcraft. It's the same spirit. It comes from the same place. It comes from the same posture. And so, like, my wife is always amazed because I, I'll meet a witch out in public, and I'll, I'll be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we were, we, were, we were going through thrift stores one day, and we walked into this, this shop, and there was the crystals, and there was the incense, and there was the new, the new age imagery, and that wasn't what set me off. And then I looked up, and I saw her, and there she was, and I was like, everybody, get out, let's go. And my family was like, why? And I was like, get, come on, let's go. And we're leaving, and, and um, I was like, this is the wrong shop. And we start walking out, my wife is like, what's the deal? I was like, that's a witch. So I know a witch when I see one, like, I just, I just do. And I'm never wrong on that. When it comes to that, I'm, I've never falsely accused a witch. I don't burn them at the stake. I'm not the Catholic Church. But I've, I, I've never, I am never wrong. I know a witch when I see a witch. And that woman was a witch. And I'm like, we are leaving. And we've, my wife doubted me before. And she found out the hard way. I am never wrong when it comes to that. Like, I am like 100% every time. When I see a witch, I know it's a witch. We go the other way because I don't mess with witches. Not my peoples. So, where was I going with this? Um, the people from karaoke, they came in. They were totally demonized. And you, I, could, I could see it on them. I could feel it on them. I could sense it. And uh, it just it just burdened my heart. And it... It put me in a weird position because, you know, we're, we're, singing, we're singing karaoke. It didn't really feel like something I wanted to stop what I was doing and go preach the gospel. It didn't seem like they were really receptive to it. But it was a, like a moment where I realized, like, there is a difference between me and the lost. And I am becoming more sensitive to that. And, and the more sensitive you become to that aspect of life, the more you start to see there are things that matter, there are things that don't matter. And so 
eventually I'll get around to talking about the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder and more of that element. I've talked about it in the past. But these grifters that are quote-unquote champions of conservatism, it's interesting they're never champions for Christ. They're never people who uphold the truth of Christ. And a lot of them claim to be Christians, but they don't talk about Christ. They don't talk about Jesus. They'll say God. They'll say the universe. They'll say higher power. They keep it vague because they don't want to offend people. As really, they don't want to set off the devils that are attached to people around them. And that's what the real truth of it is. The devils and the demons that are attached to people around you in the day-to-day, they don't like Jesus. They don't like Christ as an answer, as a topic, as a subject, as a way out. It sets them off because they hate him. And they will hate you if you attach yourself to Christ. And there's a difference between us and them. Now, one dynamic of the difference that can never be forgotten is that the people who are lost are not our enemies. They're victims of the enemy. They are in need of being rescued from the enemy. And we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit about His direction on how we're to deal with these people day to day. So... That's my podcast for today. I don't want to have it be very long. Um, it's just much more spiritual than what I intended it to be. But, yeah, starting from the whole area of po- politicians and the Republicans and stuff. Like, that's that's fine on the political level. But, I mean, you know, politics is downstream from religion or from culture. Ultimately, it's downstream from religion. Uh, we have to get about our business and the world is going to get worse and the politics are going to get worse until the Christians do something about it because this is ultimately a spiritual battle. You know, I mean, unless you want to end up like Dietrich Bonhoeffer trying to bomb Hitler and failing at it because you waited so long to actually take action in your in the world around you that you just waited until it was way too late. By the time Dietrich Bonhoeffer started putting his what he thought he said he believed into action it was way too late you know as i heard one person put it sing louder so that the the, the songs of praise can drown out the sounds of screaming children that are being loaded onto the trains don't let it get to that point don't let the world around you get so bad that it becomes too late that you're ignoring the, the the work of the devil because you don't want to do the work of Christ. So, I don't know what this podcast is called. I don't know what this show is called anymore. I wanted it to be called Zero Talks. I honestly, I feel quite defeated. And I could use your help. So if you listen to the show and you like the show and you think you have a name... My name is Zero for Hire. I'd love to know what your name is. I'd love for you to jump over on our Telegram group. Right now it's called Zero Talks, and that's going to change as soon as we pin an actual name to that. Let's get this whole thing together. Uh, Zero for Hire Productions over on Substack is another way that you can follow me. Uh, That's where I'll run our podcast through. 
And um, we're going to continue to do some daily podcasts and just kind of build on on what we got going here until it makes sense and I know what direction we're going to go in. I have a love and a passion for podcasting, and this is this is really what I do. Um, so you can follow me over on Substack, Zero for Higher Productions. You can follow me on Telegram and join the conversation. I already got um, my one friend. I, I call you XYZ for for the sake of anonymity, but um, he's been very supportive, very helpful in helping me push the new version of this show forward. Um, streaming sats over on Fountain FM is another way that you can support the show uh, financially. This is a value for value podcast. So if you find value in the things that I talk about here on this show and you want to give some value back, you can do so by streaming on Fountain FM and setting up sats situation and we'll, we'll go with that. Um, you can give feedback to the show over on Telegram or in the comment section on Substack. You can share the show with other people around you and let and, and tune them in. That's always helpful. Um, if you're a member of a chat group or whatever, throw a link out there and tell them about the show and see if people are interested. And I am always open to hear conversation to people. This is a con. This is a podcast about what's going on in my world and yours. And everything comes from a, a Christian perspective. Um, I, I don't know how else to approach the world. I will be back tomorrow. Like I said, I wrote down some notes for some stuff that I thought I was going to talk about. And um, maybe I'll have to bring that up either tomorrow or later this week, depending on what happens. And really, my it started because my kid was asking me uh, just before I started the podcast about how the dinosaurs died. Because he and his sister were arguing about how the dinosaurs died. And so it was really, it was very interesting. One, one, one kid says... Well, they died by a meteor. And I said, okay. And why do you believe that? He says, well, you guys taught me that. And I was like, no, you didn't. I didn't teach you that. You learned that from somewhere else. Where did you learn that? And he doesn't know. He doesn't know where he got that idea. But he thinks the dinosaurs died because of a meteor. And the other, my daughter, she says, well, the dinosaurs died in the flood. I said, that's very interesting. I'm pretty sure I didn't teach you that either. So where'd you get that idea? And she's like, I don't know. So I was like, well, you guys are starting to understand the power of culture because somewhere in the culture around you, you picked up this idea that the dinosaurs died in the meteor or in the flood. And I said, and I'll tell you the the problem with both of your theories and then we'll get into it tomorrow. So the problem with the meteor theory is if the dinosaurs died by a meteor, then why didn't everything else on the planet die? Why didn't the people on the planet die? Now, if you're an evolutionary um, I don't want to say biologist, but if if you're from the the line of thought of evolution, then you think dinosaurs developed from single cell organisms, and then we got humans from that. But but seriously, if if a meteor killed all the life on the planet, then how did we get more life? Maybe you think that the evolutionary process continued after meteors wiped out the dinosaurs. Okay, there's, there's a frame of thought. If you believe that the dinosaurs were killed in the flood, then why don't we have a bunch of sea monsters? What happened to all the aquatic dinosaurs? Also, God told Noah to round up the animals on the planet two by two 
And I'm sure there was some supernatural process in him helping Noah do that. Was he being disobedient? Why didn't he bring on the dinosaurs? In scriptures, no exception for dinosaurs. So you have two frames of thought that conflict that are flawed both in their own way. Now, I have a theory, a third perspective, and I will talk about that on tomorrow's podcast as I walk through this with my children, and then I'll report back to you about how that conversation goes. So that makes for a good place for us to leave here. And your assignment is, uh, again, help me think of a, a, an actual name for this podcast. And uh, tell me what your thoughts are on what happened to the dinosaurs. Also, you know, thoughts on today's show. i love to hear from you guys. We're building this community. And, um, yeah, we'll keep things going. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Stay holy.